Well, hi, everybody. It is the Week in the Tackle podcast. My name is Tom Rennie. I'm in a farmhouse right now. Alongside me, virtually and spiritually, is TV star and youthful zest machine, MLS legend, Brian Danny Dunseth. How are you, mate? You all right? Rennie, I'm great. I love the mock turtleneck. You look nice and cozy. I expected a uh, an old-fashioned that you would be sipping on at this moment while... Uh, Oh, it's right over there. It's literally there. I have my, right my bourbon here. I'm in my Good holiday home and I can see my, my bourbon. My dinner is ready. Mm. My wife is in the bedroom through there. She looks pretty ready. So let's make sure we... Sorry, darling. So let's, let's rattle rattle through the old potty pod pod this week. Um, how was... No, never mind about that. Never mind about my life, which is incredibly yeah. dull. What's it like being a national celebrity now? See, I want to come back to this because you have a vacation home that I was unaware of. I thought you were just verboing something out there in the English. Where are you in the forest? The forestry? Forest I'm, in, uh, I'm in a lovely little place in West Sussex called Chichester. Chichester. Um, Chichester. So there's a lovely harbor here in Chichester. Uh, and yesterday we spent a lovely time on Hailing Island, a uh, little island um, just off the coast of, of the United Kingdom, south coast. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And I'm in a little farmyard lodge. Uh, there's a, there's a fireplace in front of me, which we're going to, which we're going to do. It's too hot for a fireplace, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm only here for a few it's days. The vibes. So, it's so we're the doing vibes, it. Rennie. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to crack Set open some red, we're going to crack open some red wine tonight. We're going to finish the game of risk. We started three days ago. Ooh. We have been warring over Okutsk now since, uh, Sunday. So, you know, tonight's the night. Everything's going to be all right, as Rod Stewart famously sang. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Um, Yeah. Back to me. It was uh, was fun, man. It was fun. It was the first time. Listen, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of U.S. Men's National Team broadcasts over the years um, for various companies. Excuse me. My my voice is a little tight right now. I was on the airplane all morning. Oh, you used all um, your good voice for, for TNT, did you? Hey. Welcome, everybody, to Explore Your State. I didn't do the intro. Um, no, you but listen, that was like was, the EA uh, Sports guy. That was very good. That's another thank you, thank you, for you. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, Timmy Tickles is back. Yes. We've got I no time. Focus. Oh, sorry, sorry, Focus. Sorry. Squirrel. Um, so, yeah, Turner, TNT, Big Boy Studios. I don't know. Do you, do you know who Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and Ernie and do you, do you know that whole NBA like uh, Charles show? Barkley, didn't he have the song Crazy? Isn't that Charles Barkley? Close, close, very, very close. You know Shaquille O'Neal, though. Everybody knows Shaq. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal was America's next top model. Again, factual statements. You're two for two, just knocking it out of the park. Who else um, you got? Yeah, I'm going to leave it there because um, you don't know Kenny the Jet. Well, you okay, Kenny the Jet. That's the Elton John song. Kenny and the Jets, yep. It's three for three. <laughs> this is too easy. We're going to have to do Rennie Draws America one more time, Horsey. Um, so anyways, I go down to Atlanta. If you watch sports in the United States, I would personally say NBA on TNT, that show is the best sports show in the United States. Take away any competition for any sport. Everybody tries to recreate that with Kenny. Ernie is the host. Shaq, Charles Barkley. I mean, it's it's extraordinary. It's hilarious. It is just the best. It's the premier 
sports show in the United States. Um, and to be on that studio lot, and at the time they were doing the college basketball tournament, uh, they were doing NBA on Thursday nights uh, and Friday nights, and it was just, it was busy, it was hectic, and they just do everything right, man. And so to be a part of that, it was my first time since TNT and Turner got the U.S. men's national team rights going forward. They started in January. I was over in Barcelona. Um, so this is my first time being a part of the broadcast. We did a game. The game was in Grenada. So we did the the studio show from uh, Atlanta. And then I flew back. As soon as that show was over, I got on the, the plane the next morning, flew back to Salt Lake City, did Real Salt Lake against St. Louis City SC with Max Bredos for Apple and MLS. Then as soon as that was done at 10 o'clock at night, I went straight back to the airport to Red Eye, back to Atlanta that night, uh, overnight, then to jump on 5 a.m. arrival, 7 a.m. departure from Atlanta to Orlando, literally get off the plane, jump in the car, go to our, or go to U.S. practice. They had locked the gates. I had to jump the fence because I'm from California. I can jump fences like nobody's business. Go to practice, talk to the coaches, talk to Eunice Musa, talk to Matt Turner. Uh, who else did we talk to? Uh, saw all the guys, and then last night, Monday night, we uh, we called the game against El Salvador. U.S. wins. They were not good in the first half, much better in the second half. Qualified for the Nations League, which is the tournament that they won last year. So Nations League semifinals and finals will be in Vegas in June. Uh, and then in two weeks' time, we play Mexico. So this is all. And then I got on the plane this morning. So this is all the things that I've done pretty much in the last 96. Six hours? That's too busy. That is too busy. This morning, yeah. I walked the dog in a forest and then came back to do the Grumpy Pundit show, and now I'm doing this. And I felt like today, that was way too much. That's mm. like that's like your morning. My entire day is like what you do pretty much before I actually wake up. That's yeah. it's, it's very tiring. Well, well really questions. quick, shout out, because <clears throat> I didn't catch their names, but I had four separate people at Exploria Stadium in Orlando, stop me and say, Dunny, I love listening to you on SiriusXM. I loved you on Counterattack. I love you with Rennie on Grumpy Pundits. This is fantastic. And then I started getting messages from people on Instagram because I'm off the Twitter um, saying that me and my wife were sitting there watching the game and my son came running in because he heard Dunny's voice or my wife and I were sitting on the computer and we were working and we had the game on. Oh, that's Brian Dunseth from Grumpy Pundits. That's my favorite show. So just so you know, it's slowly Rennie and Dunny hey. taking America. This podcast, top 50 in America now. We're in the yeah. top 50. We're breaking the top 50. If we make the top 20, folks, we might actually start making some money out of this. Uh, so if you could tell your friends to subscribe to the Week in the Tackle podcast, and also, I should say, leave us a review as well. Yeah. We used to do lots of reviews when we were with Sirius. We're now doing our own show. Uh, so we kept the reviews, but we want some new reviews. They only work on Apple. On the other things, you do ratings. We're very highly rated on all the podcast channels because it's a top show. I think we can all agree. Uh, yeah. But we do love a, a written review. And I, I read that Instagram thing, which was terrific. Though it is concerning that another man's wife screams your name um on a regular basis that's concerning and also sorry tim but has she not f***ing heard of me hmm? i mean huh eh? unbelievable hey I but, mean... by the, but by the way we should let people know if you want to see what dunny and rennie look like in real life all you got to do is head over to the gram head over to the gram and you could see dunny and rennie delicately sipping a very average to very small beer in London while yes. you and I finally met face to face only a few months ago. 
Yes, and the entire programme that we're doing right now is available on YouTube if you're listening to the podcast. Right, back to the football. I've got questions for you. Yeah. Um, do a, we'll do a little football chat. It's it's international break week, so we're, we're loose. We're loose with the, with the running order. Um, what did you make to the USA, first of all, playing um, Granada, which were, of course... Uh, Grenada. Grenada can't it's, say it's, Granada. No, you can't. Because it was a northern television network in the 1980s and 90s who made some terrific television, including uh, Coronation Street. So you can, and I am. Okay. Um, And also, I'm not going to get invited there. TNT ain't (laughs) calling me, you know, Shaq and um, I want to say Bill. Uh, They're going to ring me. Charles, Charles, that's it. I knew it was was something. That was close. Niles Barkley, not Charles Barkley. I balls that right up. Um, No, I do know who they are. I just do this for fun. They're just the bouncy one. Um, so, <laughs> so I do want to ask some football questions, um, yeah. about it, but El Salvador, I mean, mm. are you meant to just be playing nations rejected is not realistic from the Nathan Drake series, Uncharted, Pulisic Revenge? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I knew this was coming because of your distaste for the CONCACAF region. Listen, you can only play who's in front of you. But that's the point, not, isn't it? That's the, yeah. I, I'm making a serious point with my yeah. excellent joke that what's the point of America playing Granada Television and El Salvador Pulisic's Revenge and you've got a game against Mexico coming up in April when no Premier League or European players will be released and the MLS yeah. season is going on for sure some money in that but I mean no one's going to turn up to such a point that you might be on the sideline doing the game and they're like Dunny we've got no one else to play right back you're in you could get your first full cap because of the ridiculous nature of the US men's schedule when you could have like just played Brazil once and actually learned something yeah, I, I think I might actually have a cap. There's there's been some uh there, there's been some question marks surrounding the official tally of my caps. Well you'd have uh, a cap. I, if you got a cap, you'd have a cap. You get a cap. No, it's it's not like that here. We're not as pretentious as you. We don't have key caps that we Why hand is it out. Called a cap, little then? little billy caps. It's because we steal oh, it's everything. Nice. The called billy soccer. cap thing the billy called cap s- thing's really cool. Did you see Ivan yeah. Tony get his little billy cap this it week? It was cool, yeah. 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 Nice. He's never gonna wear it. <laughs> No, he might sell it for gambling don't, money. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. He might Anyways, sell it, he might sell it to his lender for cur- credit. Curveball, curveball. Um, okay, two things. Yes. <clears throat> One, not all of us can play Luxembourg and score thirty-seven goals. Hey. Um, two. Hey. hey whoa. Two, How dare you? Two, How dare two. you besmirch the financial center of Luxembourg? Two. I think you'll find it's San Marino, the, oh, okay. uh, the Granada Sorry. Television of Sorry. Europe. Sorry. Or uh, Gibraltar, the rockers, Danny Higginbottom, if you're listening. We we are, and Danny, I love love Danny's story about representing Gibraltar. Uh, Two, Jamaica tied Mexico in Mexico the other day. And Mm. and, and now, because of the way it's looking, depending upon the results tonight between Canada and Honduras, the U.S. might actually have to play Mexico in the semifinals and not the finals of the Nations League. So, again, back to the, this is the regional tournament. This is what we talked about trying to make games better, I guess, realer, if that's the right word. So you're not not just it's not even a word. Never mind the right word. Playing Cal State Fullerton, baby. Playing a team for just 60 minutes and going in and out. The Wednesday one that's coming up on the 19th is a fascinating one because yes, it's not the international window, but remember this. Yes. MLS players will be released for that. So we have two things happening. We kind of have two teams. We've got the European-based European team, which we mm. saw primarily for this window, with the exception of Alan Sonora and Alex Zendejas, who play in Liga Mekis, Um, for, uh, how am I going to go blank on this? For Miles America Robinson and Juarez, and then Miles Robinson from Atlanta yeah. United. 
So this and Miles Robinson was going to go to the World Cup had he not torn his Achilles and he would have started at the World Cup. You saw last night. He was incredible. Um, yeah. So the MLS based team came in in January for the two friendlies against Serbia and Colombia. This was the European based team because it was last time they were going to be together until June. The U.S. Mexico game. It's a made up game. It's a selling point. I get all that. They're going to put it in Arizona. They're going to sell it out. It's going to be incredible in terms of the environment because it's still U.S. Mexico. This is similar to what happened couple summers ago, Greg Berhalter used the primary European-based players to play in the Nations League. And because of the length of the season in Europe, he gave them off the end of July, or excuse me, the end of June, mid-July Gold Cup, because those players need a rest. And especially with this year being so complicated because of the World Cup in the middle of December, the idea is we're getting guys games. We're seeing who can rise to the top in Major League Soccer, who's playing well, who deserves that opportunity. And then, depending upon how they play at a quote-unquote higher level against the Mexican team that has notoriously been primarily Mexico-based, only a few players over in Europe, primarily a Mexico-based team, they're going to bring what they think is their strongest possible group. And it's going to be an opportunity for I would say the depth of the roster for the U.S. squad to be tested. I know you don't believe in it. I know you don't see it. But right now, with no sporting director, with no general manager, Have and no, no head coach. No- if, you've got, if you've got no manager and no sporting Take- director and no direction, don't throw in an extra pointless game where half your players, the main I, players, won't play. I disagree with you because I think if you look at the MLS based from the starting 11 the other night, um, there were seven players, right, that mm-hmm. started the World Cup. So you're talking about four other players in Major League Soccer that were starting in the World Cup. The opportunity for these MLS players, and and we do this thing where we talk about European-based players are better than MLS-based players because Europe's better. I get all that. I understand that. I'm not arguing that's it. That's not it's true. Same, no, that's, not, that's not directly I'm not true. saying you do. I'm saying this is the narrative. Yeah, it's but that might be like a narrative. Pro-Rail. But it's yeah. wrong. If you've got a squad of 25, <laughs> you get your best 25 available players of that nationality Go. and you put them in yeah. a squad. And if you can't play 20 of yep. them because yep. they play for Chelsea and Borussia Dortmund mm. and Union Berlin mm. and whatnot, then yet there's mm. no point in doing the game. I, 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 it's free I caps. Hear, it's giving hear, caps away. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's different now. I would say giving caps away was what it was like when we didn't have a head coach, when Bruce Arena stepped down and Dave Sarakin took over. Because that timeline, 2017 to 2019, before we had a general manager, before we had a head coach, you were identifying anyone who was a dual national, who played in Europe, or had some type of experience in the youth national team that could potentially jump forward. That's not the case anymore. Now it's about depth of roster. And when I say depth of roster, I'm talking about depth of literally competing for the top spot in the starting 11 in your respective position. And you look at Matt Turner... A year ago, Matt Turner was an MLS-based goalkeeper who was playing out of his mind, going to an MLS Cup final, going to an MLS All-Star game, and Zach Steffen was sitting on the bench. Now you start to see the the ebbs and flows and the ideas of these players playing their domestic football and looking abroad or looking for better opportunities. Now they're having to be more careful. They have to be choosing. Even Ricardo Pepe scored three goals in two games. He made his big money. He was a dual international, could have gone to Mexico. We get him in the U.S. He's dropping dimes for FC Dallas. He gets his big money moved to Augsburg, goes to Augsburg, doesn't work, doesn't play, doesn't score goals, gets left off the roster. And next thing you know, he's pissed, hangs up on Greg Berhalter when Greg Berhalter calls to let him know he's not taking him. And 
He's been scoring goals left and right. Now he comes back into the team. He's double birds and everybody saying, I should have been the starting striker at the World Cup. Look at what I'm capable of doing. So the depth of, especially these MLS players, the Brandon Vasquez is those type of, like you have to give these guys opportunity against high level opponents because not only do you want to see if they can perform at a, an international level, you want these guys to showcase themselves and say, all right, is Europe the right answer? Is South America the right answer? Is there a next level for them? And that's what those, I'm, I get it, but that's what those games against Mexico give opportunity to. Yes, but the two things shouldn't be mutually exclusive. Number one, good opponents. Number two, games that matter. You've got to put your mm. hands together and make that jam sandwich. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, listen, I've got some other questions for you. We've yeah. done that, and I think we did it well. I enjoyed what you said. Um, but I've got some other questions for you. Uh, Tyler Adams, I want to talk to you mm. about him. We, we've had a few discussions about him uh, over the last couple of years. And you really rate him. I'm coming round to you as the year goes on. I've seen him play incredibly well at times for Leeds United. Uh, didn't go on this camp, injured before the Wolves game, I think. Confirmation yeah. came on the Tuesday as we did the show uh, that he's having hamstring surgery and how long's the recovery, how long's a piece of string. Uh, firstly on that, Tyler Adams, likely I would suggest, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but to let, to miss the rest of this season. Yeah. Disappointing. Um, when we When we were made aware that he was hurt, it was downplayed the severity in the conversations I had. Um, that it was, it, was, it was a hammy, but it wasn't like, oh, he's got to go under the knife. When you go under the knife, that's, it, it's, it's obviously assessing what the reality is for the injury itself, right? It tells you how bad it is. But I, it also cons it concerns me longevity because hamstrings obviously are insanely important whole bodies are right. But when we talk about hammies, the amount of ground that he covers, the burst, the speed, all closing down, all of that stuff. Yeah. It's a major, a major area of concern. So the fact that he's gone under the knife says a couple of things, right? Severity of injury, uh, concern from the staff, obviously Tyler and his representatives. Okaying it. I would assume, I would assume because us soccer lock and step with everything that's happening with their players over abroad, that there was a, there was an understanding and an agreement upon whoever he went to go see. And I don't have any clarity if he had the surgery in Leeds, in the Leeds area. He's come back to the States. He's gone to a U.S. doctor. I would assume that was also on the table. But yes, I would suggest anytime you go under the knife, unless it's like a little small cleanup in the knee to try to get some cartilage out of the way, that this means that this is the end of his season. So I would assume, I would assume, what are we, March 28th? that this also puts him in jeopardy for the semifinals of the nation's league, which is June. What I got, I got it right. June 15th, June 15th in Las Vegas at Allegiant stadium. Um, and it also maybe takes him out of the equation for if Leeds go down and West Ham stay up and Declan Rice goes elsewhere, which he will being the replacement at the bowl of disappointment, which I'm sure is the goal of mm. all young American boys. Um, what does it mean for Weston McKenna? You saw him play um, this week and you know, with Weston McKenney, I don't know about him. I know we've had this thing about Tyler Adams, but I'm, I'm I'm getting more and more convinced about the quality of Tyler Adams. There's some things missing from his game, but I think there's a, there's a great reading of the game there. I think there's a good player coming out. With McKenney, I still don't know. I really don't know. And, and the thing is with him is that I know he played the through ball to Ricardo Pepe, but again, I, I'm not sure El Salvador are a real nation, so uh, I'm not <laughs> sure it counts. Um, they're, they're fictional, right? Nathan Drake, fictional. They're in, on, yeah, I don't know, Uncharted 2. Mark Wahlberg, you've seen the film. It's a great, um, great, great movie. It's a great, it's a good movie, and they're yeah. good games. They're good games. Yeah. Um, 
But look, McKenney moved to Leeds. Why? Number one, Marsh. Number two, to play with his pal Tyler Adams. And Marsh has, has gone bye-bye. And now so has Tyler Adams. Um, what does this mean for McKenney? What sort of player? I think the next 10, 12 games, for me hmm. at least, I'm sure his whole career is about convincing me. Everything else is irrelevant, I'm sure. But I think I'm going to find <laughs> out in eight weeks whether he's actually any good or not. The Leeds games coming up are going to be just huge, huge matches. Every single one, a cup final now until the end. Zero chance he plays in that utterly pointless game against Mexico in April. And then we go to um, to at least one game against Mexico likely in the summer. The next few weeks, what are we going to see from Weston McKenney? How good is he? What's his best position? What's he going to offer in the Premier League? I, I think he's going to convince you. I, I know, just like I told you with Adam, Tyler Adams, I think he's going to convince you. And this isn't trying to be super Americana Homer. I think that that his his toolbox, his player profile, is so strong and so built for Premier League. I mean, think about it. Th- this kid broke into Schalke in a time where they were still pretty good. I mean, they were playing Champions League football underneath Tedesco. And he was playing as a central midfielder. He was playing as a right back. He was playing as a center back at times. He was playing as attacking midfielder. His range, his athleticism, like, I don't, I don't, there's a reason, like, I got to be honest with you. The first time I heard the links to Juve, I was like, come on, man. Like, who's pulling our leg? Like, what day is it? What month is it? Like, what are we, is it like April Fool's? What are, and then when it went down, there was a reason why Juve activated his purchase so quickly. Mm. Now, everything that happened and, and, you know, from from the boardroom to the field to the manager to Weston, there there's all levels of accountability with what however that transpired to make this move to Leeds United. And you're certainly correct. Having Jesse there at the time and Tyler there and Brendan Aronson there, um, and even Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison spent some time in the States, Wake Forest, went to NYCFC, and then made his move to Leeds United via Manchester City. There, there's a connection there. Weston the way he reads the game, he's super intelligent. And the way that he covers ground and his his deep line runs, his technical ability, um, even the 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 corner he scored off the corner where he goes up for the header, his height was incredible. And then he just kind of turned and pivoted so quickly and scored a goal. He sees the game really, really well, and he compliments other players around him. So yes, while there's an incredible amount of pressure for Leeds United, and by the way, he was telling us like. Everywhere he goes, Leeds United fans just pop up and are like, McKinney, Leeds United fan. And like they're British. And I know that wasn't British. That was McKinney. not British. No. You got to do Hello, mate. What's McKinney, mate? Where are you from Big, there? big Leeds United fan here, you mate. Where are you Don't from drink there? the water, mate. Are you, doing, that- uh, are you doing Anthony Hudson now? Are you doing Tony? Is that, that? Is that what? No. Dang, I'm so close. You got to do a Yorkshire accent like that. Oh. You got to go, hello, I'm from Yorkshire. 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 Yeah. Like that. There you go. That's it. Sounds like it was almost his exact impression. Mine was a bit Mancunian, actually, but it's, it's reasonably close geographically. Yeah. So I still think I'm not going to get yeah. insulted too much. Yeah. Hello. 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 Thomas Hello. J. Rennie. Thomas J. Rennie on Twitter. Um, I think I think you will. I think you will come around on him. I I, yeah. I truly believe. Right. It. I think he's he's much better. I think it's easy to look at him, and, and if you're not a U.S. soccer fan or not a Leeds fan or a Juve fan or a soccer fan, you're like, oh, okay, he's 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 okay. He's a talented player. But I think if you if you study him and you really watch his movement, mm. you'll see some of the intangibles that he has in his back pocket. Trouble is in the Premier League in this race, he's coming up against for one team James Madison in that mix, mm. for one team Declan Rice in that mix, for one team Ruben Neves in that mix. There's some very very good players 
in some pretty useless teams this season, and someone has got to step up. And for Leeds, it's it's got to be McKenney. Um, two other quick bits. I want to don't I want to do full America chat here. There's a couple of other things I want to talk to you about Antonio Conte and this ridiculous mm. statement as well on this show. But a couple of other bits. Um, how do you feel about the fact the U.S. men's national team manager sounds exactly like me? He has a better accent than you. In what way is it better? And and, and he's a silver fox. Anthony yes. Hudson is a silver. He's got if you like. I, so we we met with. We've done Zoom calls with him. We've talked to him on the phone. We we hung out with him on the field down in Orlando. And uh, Sarah Walsh, I'm gonna throw under a bus. My 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 host, my co-host. Well, mm. she's the host. We're we're just the Nuggets hanging well, out. You du- you double you build yourself a bit high there, son. Didn't yeah, you, way eh? too high, way too high, way too Immediately high. Immediately backtrack there. You brought, was about to get a text. Back. You Sarah's was about amazing. to get that text. By, by the way, Sarah Walsh as a host is one of the Hello? best hosts, if if not the best host I've ever. Yeah, TNT. Ever been. Yeah, 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 it's um, it, it's Bill O'Neill. Uh, I'm just hearing that Dunny thinks he's the host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no that's it, that's it. I'm afraid. No yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. Not so I'm off the uh, Mexico game. Mexico game doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so Sarah was like, I we were talking. She goes, man, that Anthony Hudson. I was oh. like, what? Here we she go. Goes, he just his accent, like his accent. And I was like, whatever, Sarah. And then we met with him, and he was talking, and I was like, I see what Sarah's talking about. Sounds I, like I me. see it. Sounds like I, me. No. No, he sounds so much better than you. No, he doesn't. I, I, yes, what he do you, does. In what way better? Describe better, because I am um, a professional broadcaster here. It's sexier. He's got a sexier voice than you, Renny. But you, do you not? Think you've got an angry. Voice... You've you've got an angry voice. He's got a, a sexy voice. Angry can be sexy. Have you not yeah. seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, no. Starring Anthony Hudson. <laughs> it's a great film. It's a very <laughs> sen- it's a very sensual movie. Uh, it's one of, one of Tim's favorites. Yeah, uh, no, you're nowhere close. You're nowhere close. He's got such. He's got such a. He's got such a better vibe to him, but such a better presence to him. He 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 like commands the respect of the room in such a a subtle and nice way. Why do you, I, on the other hand, what do you, you on the other hand are aggressive? Yes, and that's how I command the respect of the room with threats. <laughs> Tim, look at him bounce. Furious. Look at him bounce. He's Livid. not happy. He's not happy. about this. You've got did a you bourbon ask, waiting for you after this. Did you ask him? That's not a name. Did you ask him uh, if? Um, if he came through the same, because he was at West Ham in '98, right? So he'd have been in the same mm. uh, group as as Joe Cole and Michael Carrick and uh, uh, Defoe potentially, Richard Garcia, these guys. Um, so really good. Uh, Adam Newton was the wing back, was amazing. Stephen Bywater. Re- I mean, they were the Youth Cup winning team of '99. I think he would have been in the academy under Tony Carr at the same time. Next time you speak to him, a stop f-ing drooling and b <laughs> sorry, Tim. Ask him, um, ask him about that time. I'd love to know about that time. I should have, I should, I didn't even think about that. We, we could have seen if, uh, he, he knew Bish. I should have said Bish and he would have been like Bish. Well, Bish is, Bish. Bish is older. Bish is, Bish is older. Bish I know, be, I know Bish is older, but Bish wouldn't have been in the youth. Bish would have been the bloody youth team in 98. No, he would have, it would have been, no, because he would have been CTE. He would have been scrubbing boots. He would have yeah. been polishing his boots. I yeah. mean, 2001 was when I went down to Miami. So when he left West Ham, Bish would have been already at Miami Fusion. Well, I think he would have gone. To, I think he went to Man City after, before and after West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, moves. he did. Yep. yep. He, told, um, he told me some great Harry Redknapp stories. Oh, yeah. we've got no Bish. time. We've got no time. But Bish. yeah, I'll bet. I'll Bish. bet. I'll bet. I've got a couple of terrific ones. He was at um, he was at the races recently with a lot of my like, literally last week with a lot of uh, our talk sport colleagues. And um, oh, really? Bish was. 
No, no, Harry Redknapp. Oh. And there's, some, there's just constant, endless, brilliant stories from, from H. Um, let, let me ask you this as well. Um, you, of course, did the interview, the pit side interview with, um, with Matt Turner yeah. uh, for TNT. Um, did you tell him that gender reveals are sh- <laughs> usually usually they are and i am i am look I'm, at you look no, at no. you now you're in now you're in the tent I, I, I everyone's gonna, no, brilliant look no, no, at no, you. no 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 i was gonna tell you i'm not a gender reveal guy i i'm as i'm as as negative and as petulant about them as you are i can feel i can feel it in my blood they have ruined I, so many of my weekends oh tina and jim are having a boy couldn't yeah. give a sh- I was going to yeah. sit home this weekend and watch the telly. I've got a box set of season six of The Sopranos to watch. I've not watched the last episode of The Last of Us yet, and I've got to turn up at your house to oh, find so out good. that you're having a boy. I don't and care it's Salt Lake City. The Last of Us, Salt Lake City is when it ends. Um, yeah, it's where everyone goes to die, I think. That's right, is it? For the most part, yeah. Now, now it's after on the, what It's happens. on the boards as you drive in. Yeah, and <laughs> now after what happens. Um, <laughs> by the way, Charles Barkley during the All-Star game goes... Crazy. About Salt Lake City, he goes, "Man, y'all going to heaven out here?" Because he said there was nothing to do, and he was so bored. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we were talking about that in Atlanta. We were all yeah. laughing. Uh, um, I usually hate gender reveals. Yes, I usually do. I, I, I'm not a wedding guy. I don't go to weddings. Like people invite me to weddings, I, I have no interest. I don't care. Should we tell people what he did? Because I just don't know if you haven't seen it, you were so, there. What did he do after the game? Gets the shutout. They get the win. He's got. He's handed this little soccer ball. His wife Ashley and his son who's nine months old, 10 months old, uh, are on the field. They walk out, team surrounds it. They're in front of like the, the safe standing section uh, in Orlando. And guy counts him down and he kicks the ball and it explodes and it's pink. And so he, he's having a girl. So they have a little boy. They're having a little girl. Uh, team goes nuts. Everyone's congratulating him. He comes over to the desk. He does an interview with us. Uh, they hand him his son. His son's pulling his ear out, mm-hmm. uh, not his ear out, but pulling the the ear the thing that goes in his ear. The so ear, he can hear thing, everybody. Yeah. yeah, and just kind of like gnawing on it. Chamba and his wife Ashley comes over. It was it was really cool, man. It was like it was a. I know you. I know you hate this nonsense, but it was a really cool moment. And he's such a nice guy. He's such a good teammate. Everybody loves him in the U.S. system. So it was just one of those moments where. You think like, would it work? Would it not work? And all of us were like, I don't know how this is going to look. It ended up t- looking really, it came out really, really well. Look, we, we wish them well. We wish all people oh having boy. babies well, oh right? Here we go. But I mean, the amount of times that you get invited to these events. And look, I want you all to have very healthy and happy lives with your babies. But also, like, going to an event where, like, you, you set a flame on a rope that goes up to a balloon and then it explodes and it's all blue yeah. and it's like they're having a boy. Terrific. Or like Harry Kane did one recently where he like took a free kick and he burst a balloon inside the net and it was all blue for a child. Or, uh, you know, just the amount of times that people ask my wife, who's a very, very good baker, to bake a cake. And it's like, oh, can you make the inside pink for me? And she's like, no, it's vanilla sponge, you prick. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm doing vanilla sponge. Yeah. And you could just, just 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 look at the envelope. It's don't waste my Saturday. You it's know, Mrs. Rennie, Mrs. Rennie and Mr. Rennie. You as see you can, where they get it from. As you can tell, um, that's my view on it. She's very happy to make cake for people for money. Um, anything else for the US? I think that's well covered. I think we've done yeah. pretty good there. I think, oh, no, wait. No, no, Uh-oh. no, no, no. Oh, um, Balogun. Have you seen Balogun? Flo Balogun, um, Arsenal player on no now in Liga. Um, 
Brooklyn-born, Nigerian parents, yep. English raised, been in yep. England since he was two or three or something, Arsenal Academy, um, didn't play for the England under-21s because he's, um, I think he was ill, I think was the official, I don't know what the reason was, but he, he couldn't go. The real reason is he's been, I think, in Orlando yep. um, getting stuff bought for him. Um, how do you <laughs> feel about the fact that... Um, I don't know. You're having to convince people to be American. Don't you have like 300 million of you? Oh, is this is this salty? Is this salty Rennie? Knowing that Balogun's oh, well, not going. Because we don't get Balogun. We're amazing. We're English. We don't need him. It's, do, we're good do, enough. Do as think, We've got Harry Kane. Do you think that Flo Balogun would make the England squad in his like, career? Seriously? Uh, I do. I do. I think he's got. I mean, against San Marino who, in one of those who, ones. Who's, you your, who's your backup? Who's your backup? Ivan Tony. Now he is. What about Tammy Abraham? All right, that's three. I mean, that's uh, already three. Oh, what's his name in Newcastle? Went to the World Cup. Wait, Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. Oh, so what? You think he's better than Callum Wilson? Florida. I'm just, no, I'm Balogun. just, I'm just asking you. Who, who, who's when Harry Kane goes down? Who's your guy? It's not Balogun, is it? I just asked you. Simple question. Who's your had guy? You, Harry, had, you, had you right. If Harry Kane goes down for England, who's your starting striker? Ricardo Pepe. <laughs> See, Tim, you know what's happening. He's deflecting because he's scared shitless. Sorry, Tim. Of, of what? what's going to happen when Harry Kane is no longer the iconic presence up top for England. Uh, when Harry Kane stops playing, Tottenham hmm. get crap again. So... No, I'm talking, I'm talking about England. I care about England. I'm talking about... <laughs> I care about is West Ham not going down. This is our first show. <laughs> this is the first episode. Uh, Balogun, England. Yeah, yeah listen. Tell, uh, come on, tell me. Ba ba Balogun. All jokes aside, seventeen goals in France, two behind. Uh, good player. Looks good. Kylian Mbappe. He, he's he's got a great profile. The way he runs, the way he moves, technique. If for anyone that hasn't seen him, that's a US or an England fan. Uh, go to YouTube. Just tap his name in. You'll see some great goals. I thought it was Reims, and it's actually Ross. Yeah. Did you know that? Ross? I, I only know it R -E -I -M -S. because... R-E-I-M-S. Ross. Their manager, Will Still, is a big West Ham fan. And because mm. everyone wants David Moyes just to please leave, um, you know, handshakes all around, finish 17. Including you? Just, well, at the end of the season, yeah. You, no, you haven't said it yet. Are you are you, are you Moyes in or Moyes out? No, he's got to go. He has to go. Oh. I mean, he should have gotten in November, but the fact is he's not going to go now. I hope they finish 17th and win the Conference League and we can just all part as friends because any longer than this, it's going to be... Mm. Uh, yeah, going to be bad. Painful. We'll get to that later. But I did know that because Will still is a is a, is a West Ham. Okay. Yeah. So Ross, um, I like his player profile. I think that he does things that other players in that position don't do. I think we have a couple of good options at the number nine position. It's good to see Pepe back scoring goals. It's good to see DK healthy and back in the team after having a stronger run recently with West Brom after having injuries. I still think. Whether you're talking about Haji Wright, you're talking about uh, Jordan Pifak, you're talking about now Joaquini, who's playing for St. Louis, who's scoring goals, or you're talking about Brandon Vasquez in FC Cincinnati scoring goals. Even throw Josh Sargent in that mix. I think you've got you've got a group of players that are significantly different from one another. Yeah, some Balogun are good, some are useless. Balogun has something that is completely different. But, um, but, and but what about the, what about the, cause Roberto Mancini's been talking about it yeah. recently by trying to get more Argentinians uh, into yeah. the Italian squad. What, yeah. what about the courting of players? You know, I, I know I was going about Mark Noble and how he's such a yeah. great person and all that sort of stuff, but he was offered the chance to play for Ireland because of his, his family yeah. heritage and was like, well, I'm not Irish. So I'm not gonna play for Ireland. Well, it's I, different taking here. The spot from someone Irish. Yeah. It's, it's different here. Um, 
how do I explain this to you about the States? Because we're all immigrants, a lot of these kids are first or second generation Americans. Mm. And like, for example, we had a goalkeeper named David Ochoa, and he was considered like the third goalkeeper, and he was Mexican-American. He went into U.S. camp, played for the under-20s, played for the under-23s, was starting goalkeeper for the Olympic team in qualifying, um, and he wasn't feeling it. And he got the opportunity to play for Mexico, and he switched allegiances. He went to Mexico. Alex Indejas, who just started the other night, had been with the under-17s, under-18s, went and played for Mexico for two games, and then came back in January to try the men's national team camp. And he's like, I'm American. So what's different here is you can grow up in another country. And you look at Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson grew up in England, says, I feel American. Talk to Serginho Dest. He grew up in Holland. He says he feels American. So when, they, when you have this, this resonating feeling, even if you're growing up outside of the States, that... America resonates with you and you have dual citizenship. It's a little bit different here because for, I saw a graphic the other day and it's, it's for example, like how Christian Pulisic was able to go to Borussia Dortmund when he was 16, had the Croatian passport. Timmy Howard had a Hungarian passport. That's how he got to Manchester United initially. A lot of us, I was, I was one half generation away from getting my passport. I couldn't get the European passport or sorry, work permit. Cause I didn't have my English passport. Mm. All of us, for the most part, how close of a generation you are to your family immigrating to the United States have better opportunities or at least more opportunities. So with Balogun, listen, we, we did it with Yunus Musa. He came in, he tested it out, saw what it was like. Serginho Dest did the same thing. Anthony Robinson, we have a history of doing it with some German players as well because of the American uh, military side of being based in Germany and pregnancies and all those fun things. Um, but if he decides to come, and yeah, the full core press was out, 100% the full core press was out. But remember, Eunice Moose is one of his best friends. They grew up in the Arsenal Academy. He switched. He came over. Matt Turner was at Arsenal with him. They obviously talked. And I think that I would say that whatever the conversation was, take away England under 20 was, take away his post about you go where someone wants you, take away subsequently Gareth Southgate's response after knowing that flow was in the United States and doing the tour. Whatever this period was that he was in the US was absolutely agreed upon by the representatives of Ross as well as his representatives and was and and, and was made very aware of the US men's national team because Anthony Hudson on multiple occasions said that he has had multiple conversations yeah. with what it could look like if flow did decide. And all he needs he needs a one-time switch. That's all he needs. So we just saw Zendejas do it. We've seen Jesus Ferreira do it. We've seen a couple of players do it. Once he files, then he is officially going to be a U.S. men's national team player. I mean, it's really interesting. We'll see what happens. I don't know him personally. I don't know if he considers himself to be American or not. But I, I just always think about, you know, my family have been coming from Scotland for the best part of 600 years. At the moment, Scotland's part of the U.K. But if Scotland mm. wasn't and it was an independent country and they were like, oh, Tom, can you come and play for us? You know, I don't feel Scottish, but mm. I would do it because Scotland generally have worse players than England and I wouldn't get in the team. You know, didn't, so I, didn't, I Declan, think it's interesting. didn't Declan do it for Ireland? For he, played, Ireland? he had youth team Ireland cap, same as Jack Grealish. Yeah. But they don't feel Irish. So they mm. played for England. Plus, you know, it, England might win a World Cup. Well, uh, but, but let me throw some shit at the wall. Sorry, Tim. That's twice now. 
if Gary South, or sorry, if Jack Grealish or Declan Rice weren't deemed good enough, it's kind of the St- Scott McTominay situation mm. representing Scotland. If they're not deemed good enough to play for England, you bet your ass both of them are playing for the Republic of Ireland. Well, you say that, but I gave you the Mark Noble example and he got mm. offered the chance to play. And he, he is basically Scott McTominay in many ways. Mm. You know, there was times where he's probably good enough to play for England. But at that time, England had Gerard Lampard, etc. Right. Yeah. So in another era, he probably would have played. Um, and he got offered the chance to go. And it's in the Graham Hunter podcast. He talked about this. And he was like, well, look, I just, I'm just not Irish. But, I know those, all, but those two I know did different. play for Republic Ireland. That's what I'm yes, saying. Yes, but for the youth, I mean, the youth team's different, isn't it? It's, it's different <clears> because you're just like, when you're 17, you play for anyone, don't you? Family show. Uh, listen, we've got to move on and we're nearly out of time. And I do want to briefly touch on this. We might do a bit more on this on Friday. We'll certainly do it on the Sirius XM show. Just a bit of the Antonio Conte um, <laughs> goodbye statement. Now, again, full <laughs> disclosure, Danny and yeah. I have been proved massively wrong on Antonio Conte, something we discussed on last week's podcast. But here's the statement. I won't do the accent. Um, Football is passion. Isn't that the character from Ted Lasso? No, football is life. Uh, Football is passion. I would like to deeply thank everyone at Spurs, that's Caps, who appreciated and shared my passion and my intense way of living football as a coach. A special thought to the fans who always showed me support and appreciation. Brackets, not the other ones. Uh, It's been unforgettable to hear them singing my name. Our journey together has ended. I wish you all the best for the future, Antonio. Um, Antonio Conte is so classless. I I really struggle with reading this statement, this horrid saccharine kind of PR job he's done here. Because never has a man wanted to get out of a contract after signing it quicker than Antonio Conte. From the Burnley meltdown to his recent meltdown after the Southampton game. Have we actually scanned him to see if his gallbladder is missing? I don't know. Um, He just, that last one was a joke, but like he just didn't want to be there. He regretted taking the job. He regretted signing the contract, Mm. but was in it for 20 million, 15 million plus whatever it was in the first half year. Was desperate to get out of it. And he never respected Tottenham Hotspur as a club. And for all the kind of grief I might give Spurs fans and and whatnot, they are one of the great clubs of English football, one of the great names of English football, one of the great names of European football, frankly. Um, And they have been, I think, taken for a mug, taken for mugs by Antonio Conte and the way he's treated the club, the football that he's played, the, the way he's treated their supporters and their players. And I just think this statement... It doesn't ring true to have said that last week than to say that this week. I don't think he ever respected Tottenham Hotspur. I know we'll do this longer another time, Danny, but I just read it and I just thought, sod off. Yeah. Um, what What's the total amount that Tottenham have paid off their managers? Oh, since, I have this. Uh, do you want me to read this? I since, this? since AVB, it was like 64 million, right? So um, VS Boas, 4.5 million. Tim Sherwood, <laughs> nothing. Uh, Maurizio Pochettino, 12.5 million. Mourinho, 20 million. Nuno Espirito Santo, 14 million. Antonio Conte, 4 million. A grand total of 55 million pounds. Mm, so I was off by nine. Damn it, my math. You were doing dollars, right? <clears throat> I was doing dollars. 64 million dollars. There it is. Spot on. Um, where do we start? We got two minutes, so do it quick. The. The managerial appointment made sense for all the right reasons. The choice by Antonio Conte to take over Tottenham was a curious one, only because we knew what his expectations were. Yeah. And the deliverables, whether promised or not, did not end up coming there. He got players, make no mistake about it. As much as he might want to moan about not having players, he had players. He maybe just didn't have the players that he wanted. He probably got some players he didn't want. Judd Spence and guys like that. 
The reality is he's got his style of play. He's got a system. He's got an identity and it works. It doesn't always work, but it works. But the moment that there, at least it feels this way from the outside looking in, the moment that there feels like there was a, a promise that was undelivered, things start to go sideways and it starts to unravel. And as that, that ball unfurls, so does his mind. And my question would be, as we look back, did he make them better? I would say by switching the style of play, being a little bit more pragmatic, being more counterattack based, um, they weren't fun to watch. They were more fun to watch than Jose Mourinho's similar style. Were they? Uh, they, they got forward with a little bit more reckless abandon than they did underneath Jose Mourinho. They looked a little bit more stable than they looked underneath Jose Mourinho, but they didn't come anywhere close to winning a trophy. And qualifying for Champions League is, is an important factor, but we expected them to qualify for Champions League. And, and I think we all thought that Antonio Conte, because of his energy and his accountability on the sideline, was going to take them to the next level. And ultimately, they didn't. So I agree with you. You take money out of the conversation. I think this relationship would have unraveled a long time ago. But it's always about money. Don't be yeah. stupid. It's Antonio Conte signed for the money uh, yeah. because he had nothing else going on and was like, oh, I can do 18 months at where? Tottingham. Yeah. Never heard of him. Uh, but I can earn £20 million by doing it. Absolutely. It's why people mm. go to Saudi Arabia for sporting events. It isn't for the history. It isn't for the culture. It's that sweet cashish. And don't let anyone tell you any different. Uh, Danny, always a pleasure. Occasionally a chore. No more time for that conversation uh, today because you know, that, that's enough. Uh, yeah. But we're back together again on Sirius XM FC in the USA for subscribers on Thursday. And are you turning up for Friday this week? Thursday and Fridays from now on. Great. So yeah. and we're also planning, if we if we do manage to get Danny in studio on a Friday, we're going to maybe try and record something for the Week in the Tackle feed on Friday. Uh, maybe a little weekend preview, maybe a little spillover extra uh, because we're in the top 50 in the US now, top 40, and we're looking for top 20. We'd like to be in the top 10. So tell your friends, tell your wife if she likes football, tell your wife's lover if she does occasionally go out for a couple of mm. days and not get back to you. Uh, tell your dog, tell your cat, and subscribe and if you're not subscribed already. And we're on YouTube. If you're listening at as Just a Straight Podcast, you can see our ugly mugs staring at each other. And you can check out Rennie's awesome mock turtle back. 